How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Happy Sunday, everyone. So when I started this a year ago, who would have thought that'd be on episode number 60? Episode 60, like it's another big milestone. And having guests every single week just shows how important it is for people to share their stories. Because you guys know I call myself the storytelling coach. Because it's in our stories where our true power lies. So everybody goes through something at some point, And the power is how'd you get through it? Those are the stories that can change people's lives. And my guest on the last show actually shared a, a part of her story where she was featured on a news program, on a TV show. And she shared her story of battling systemic lupus. And there was someone else dealing with that same thing that was contemplating suicide. She was contemplating taking her own life. And she saw Cassandra's story on TV and that stopped her from committing suicide. So that right there shows you the power that you have within you with your stories. All right. So, so you guys know how we do this show. We keep it motivational. We keep it entertaining, educational, and transformational. So the, the uh, principles that we will lay out for you today, apply them to your own life. So people who are watching the show, you're watching the show for a reason, because there is something that you want to get to, or there's something lacking, and you just need that extra push to take yourself there. And that's why we do this show, to help you step into your greatness. So there, like I said, there's roadblocks. Everybody has road, roadblocks from any walk of life across this globe. Everybody is going to go through something. And that's why we call the show Shut Up and Grind, because nobody cares about your struggle. We care about how you get through that struggle. So how you get through it is how you're going to motivate and inspire the next generation. Because if all you do is focus on your struggle, then there's no progress. You're going to be stuck in that same hamster wheel dealing with your struggle. So how did you get through that struggle? That's where your power lies. Hey, so before we get into it, let's talk about the grind gear. So as you know, we have t-shirts, we have long sleeves, we have hoodies for those of you in the cold climate. We have, it never gets easier, you get stronger. We have face masks, we have tank tops, we have men's tanks, women's tanks, we got everything. And all of that goes to support the show. That's at shutupandgrindgear.com. Okay, shutupandgrindgear.com. And for financial support, shutupandgrind.me slash support. And all of that will go to helping me to translate these videos so we can reach more people around the globe. Because happiness 
and motivation, inspiration, it, that's a global need. So all across the globe. So that's going to go to help me translate all these videos. So now let's get into today's topic. So I picked the topic because I went to his website, see what he's all about. And my guest is, he's all about helping people bring happiness within to, within their lives. And so as I was going through my list of, of guests through the service I use, like he stood out immediately as I read his backstory. And we'll get more into that as I bring him on. But he's he's a speaker. He's also a podcast host. And he helps he helps authors get their message out to reach more people with what? With their life stories. So welcome to the show, Dominique Brightman. Woo! My man, big homie Rob. What's <laughs> going right? on? Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show, sir. Yes, indeed. I'm going to be quiet and just grind for the next 60 minutes. So I'm just going to meditate, all right? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have everybody tuning out. We just meditate for an hour. <laughs> That's somebody else's podcast. <laughs> All right, man. So, how you doing today? Man, doing good. Daylight savings time is evil as always, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just tell myself throughout the day that it's just an hour sooner, so I, I just program myself throughout the day. <laughs> so, it tends to work. Okay, I'll try that for next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who is Dom? Break it down for me. Woo, break it down like D-Generation X, baby. Dominic Dom Brightman, host of the Going North podcast, certified self-leadership trainer. He likes to coach, empower, and inspire others to create their own piece of immortality. And really, that's something that we all can do because we all have stories. And my friend Rob, you or the storytelling coach, so you help people do that too, my man. And it's great to be here with you, my man. So that's really just the short version of it, just really self-leadership and just helping people create their own piece of immortality. And, of course, just encouraging people because we all need encouragement. If you're living and breathing, you need encouragement. We all need it, no matter how cocky you are, no matter how big your ego is. Like if you got Napoleon complex or if you got the shack size and you got the Napoleon complex height level of confidence, you're definitely going to need some encouragement. <laughs> Absolutely. See, so now you are guest number 60. Number 60. I'm a you were the- citizen, baby. <laughs> and you were the first one to say something that, that I say on almost every single show, and we're just getting started, is create your own immortality. That's I say that all the time. So, so by putting your message out there, whether it's in the written word, whether it's videos, no matter what it is, like that's how that's how you beat death. <laughs> you know, so like long after you're gone. Your words are still out there encouraging the next generation. So I'm glad that you said that. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it and I can't take all the credit for it because it was one of the wonderful books I read, The Seven Lost Secrets for Success by Joe Vitale, where he told the story of a guy named Bruce Barton, who apparently was one of the a millionaire back in the 1920s, even before the Great Depression and still survived after it. And he nice. wrote a couple of books and. Heck, that was actually one of his things, like the business of immortality. And I'm like, dude, like this is freaking gold. Like, no wonder the book was yellow and red. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this and run with it. <laughs> see, where I got it from, believe it or not, was I brought my kids to Hershey Park and just seeing, you know, Hershey Boulevard, Hershey Museum, Hershey this, Hershey that, and 
you know, it was like, wow, it's like this this guy he like legit had an entire town named after him. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like that. That's how you beat death. He left such a legacy that you have all of this stuff in his name. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So I got to create something that's going to get me, you know, statue status, museum status, <laughs> just something that, <laughs> that people can follow. It's like, that's how you really leave, leave your, your footprints behind. Heck yeah, man. Like it, and this is really the time to do it, man. Cause I, forgot which episode it was it's a couple of your shows and it's great stuff where like this is the greatest time to be alive in spite of everything going on because you have so many tools out there that'll help you get your message out there yeah i believe that was the episode with Adan. i think yeah because i believe he's he said that and, it, and it's true like i was speaking with a young woman who just graduated college and i told her i said right now in this day and age there is no reason for any college student to graduate brooke there's mm-hmm. If there, there's just no reason for it. If you have if you have a cell phone right here, you have worldwide access. On Facebook alone, there's 2.5 billion people on Facebook and 1.25 million every hour. So if you have something that can be of service to others while you're while you're in class, you should have something out there generating cash for you. Like my daughter just um she's in the process of having an Amazon an Amazon website made. You know, she's 18 years old. I, I said the same thing for her. So there's no reason for you whatsoever to graduate college with debt. Not now in 2021. There's no reason. Yeah, man. Like if you're going to be wearing all the products and partying and all the other good stuff, like, hey, figure out what part of that stuff has an affiliate option and go with it. Like yes. if you're going to rock the stuff, might as well try to recoup some of that money back. So that way you won't be out here. So <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so where, where were you from? Ah, yes. Baltimore, Maryland, the land of charm, crime, and crabs, as I like to tell people. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> most folks think of the wires, like, oh, Baltimore, the wires. Like, nah, nah, look, if it's Charm City, we got crab cakes, and we got the Baltimore Ravens. Like, yeah. And and the Orioles, that one year, they were doing good, and then they just <laughs> that one started year. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they were good years ago. Then they had a drought, and then there was like a recoup, resurface year, rebirth. Year. I think it was like, oh, eight or something. Where we actually made it to the playoffs, and then following year, more stuff happened with some management. And, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the football side, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, so I get it. I mean, last year we finally yeah. won ten games, so we'll see what happens moving forward. But I, I get that people people don't understand men's men's like need for, for. I can't lump all men together, but for some men's need for sports, like with with mm-hmm. without football, oh boy, I'd be lost, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you were a kid, what what did you dream of being like? What, what was your dream job? Uh, I had a couple things for probably the main thing. Preacher was the main thing, because if I wasn't at home or at school, I'd usually be at church on Sunday, especially with my dad, because my dad would always take me to Sunday school and then we would stay for church service. And this is a black Baptist church. So, you know, pastor say he's going to close and like, okay, well, we got another 30 minutes folks. When he says he's going to close again. All right. 15 more minutes. We got this baby. (laughs) And we'd be out like maybe two or three o'clock. And my dad was also heavy into the church as a trustee as well. Sing on the choir for a bit. So definitely was going to be leaving the church late. And I originally thought it was going to be, that was one of my dream jobs of being a preacher. Then it even went down to 
computer repair because our computer got broken like back in the 90s when Windows 95 was like the hottest thing since history. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go grow up to be like a computer repair guy. And then I, as growing up, like going through high school, I was like, oh yeah, I think I'll stick with that. Went to community college, got an IT degree. and, And funny enough, like the... I'd say the penultimate semester, the second to last, like where I needed like maybe a couple more credits away from getting it. Yeah. The passion wasn't for it anymore. It, it, felt, it, it felt like I was doing the whole nine to five thing, nine to five zombie thing where you just wake up, go to sleep and whatnot. I felt like yeah. I was getting a taste of that. And I still got the degree. I was able to finish because I like being a finisher. It's always good to finish what you start. Yeah. And funny enough, I ended up just really <laughs> getting promoted full-time to full-time librarianship because while I was in high school, I was able to get a summer job at a po- local public library and I didn't do anything stupid and they liked my work ethic. So they hired me back when I turned 16. <laughs> <laughs> and while I kept that job through high school and college, they promoted me full-time a year later after getting my IT degree and it's just been fun after that getting promoted there multiple times and being able to grow and become an ambivert, one of those extroverted introverts, because I recharge with alone time, but when I'm out and about, I could be a social butterfly, especially when I like to throw random bad corny jokes at people just for laughs, laughs, giggles, and groans. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have my share of robisms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get robbed. Wait, no, not my money. No, no, it's just a bad joke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, my clients are always talking about about my my one-liners when i'm in um teaching my fitness classes it's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) all right so you said you went to college so what was that experience like for you it was good it was definitely good because six years was public school first six grades that was public school then the rest of the other six that was private Mm -hmm. christian school Mm -hmm. so basically it was almost like going to a public school again but with even more freedom because you got these set classes but the rest of the time you can manage it however you like like let's just go to library and study hang out with buddies make new buddies Mm -hmm. and really just it was a great experience and it wasn't too bad for him because one of my buddies at the time he he was in a private school all of his life and he described the experience as like a little miniature city yeah (laughs) because like the graduating class was maybe 20 25 people like with with um with 12th grade after graduating from high school so it's like going from that to seeing hundreds and hundreds of other Mm -hmm. students it's like hey it was a big change from but but for me it wasn't as big it was like oh yeah like i like my church, like before COVID and everything, we our our auditorium could fit a thousand people every Sunday and yeah. used to speak in front of those folks every Sunday just to recite scriptures. So that way, you know, the, the parents and the grandparents can pop in the eyes, be like, Oh yeah, that's my baby in the audience right there in the chapter sixteen. Yeah, that's my baby and all that good stuff. So it wasn't it it was it was interesting. It it was a lot of self discovery too, because it's like hey, you get it's where you really have to make sure your discipline is at a higher level if you want to finish. Because with with grade school, you're basically regimented. Your you, discipline is required. You have this set time, set of classes every day. You have to go there every day. As with college, sure, there's still a schedule, but the rest of the time, it's like, all right. So do I go out and party with the other folks and 
get drunk and fight off hangovers or do I actually keep my head nose to the grind and actually make sure I get the money back on my time and my investment here? So <laughs> that's mostly what it was. Okay. So you said a key word there. Uh, well, key phrase, I guess. Self, self-discovery. Let's talk about that. So what did you discover about yourself? That's right. I discovered the U.S. of A, baby. Columbus Day. Let me stop. <laughs> 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 no, I actually disco- self-discovered. I actually discovered my love for reading again because another thing with my second to last semester, the penultimate one, that was the same semester where on my 21st birthday on the way to IT class, I got into a car accident. And it just really shocked shocked me at first. And I was basically like the whole shut up and grind part. I was doing the shut up part. I wasn't doing the grinding part. Like the <laughs> like the like the time just stood still for me. Yeah. And it, it worked out a okay. I had no injuries. Traffic was backed up for like 90 minutes. I had to go through a couple different tow trucks and also the nonsense, but the everything turned out okay on the outside. But on the inside, it was still some stuff going on because it because that wasn't the only thing like the month before the accident happened my father went out for a drive and he got lost and we found out 36 hours later like he had alzheimer's because he just went out and got lost so we were like oh shoot so basically being part-time caregiver part-time employee and full-time college student just trying to balance all that apparently did some work on me because it's like seeing your parents decay it's a hard time especially now more than ever like that's one of the biggest things biggest issues that folks are facing around the globe is like the the caregiving piece it ain't it's like the whole once a once a growing up twice a child Mm -hmm. and when the child when you're in a child phase again at least for the parents and you're the kid it's like it's, it's kind of like that random meme of the confused face. It's like when you clean the vacuum cleaner, you're the vacuum cleaner. It's like, what's <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never heard that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was. It's like, huh? Wait a second. I thought <laughs> I was a child here. Wait, I'm the parent. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went through that a year and a half ago with uh, my dad's passing, just seeing him. Just seeing them needing so much help. Yeah, it's definitely heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it's definitely rough. And just going through that piece like that really is what pushed me to the self-discovery of just loving reading again. Because I went to the leadership section of the library and picked up one of John Maxwell's books. And it changed my life because it talked about personal development, going to the highest level of leadership that you possibly can and developing other leaders. And I'm like, wow, this is freaking awesome. Because up to that point, I, I read a book here and there, but most of the stuff was just manga and whatever textbooks I had. Cause that's the drawback to schools is that sometimes, if not most of the time, they give you books that you don't want to read. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to read another book in my life after this crap. <laughs> and you, it just leaves this whole area of knowledge that folks could really tap into like self-help books. A lot of folks may be like, man, I don't want to read a self-help book out in public. People think I'm strange. I'm like, that. that's like the strangest thing to me. Like if, if somebody, if, if you really care about what someone thinks about you about that, then that's their issue. Like there's nothing wrong with reading a self-help book. I like pre COVID I'd be out in coffee shops, reading books all the time on different 
titles and they may want to get pick up the book themselves and improve themselves because at the end of the day that's really where happiness lies is in personal growth because growth is happiness when you see yourself getting better and better every day no matter what you do heck i'm pretty sure you've seen this for yourself with your wonderful clients in the in the fitness area where they lose some weight they're able to do push-ups and get past one and maybe do multiple and just really get into shape again and realize, oh, shoot, I can actually do this. I can actually run up a flight of stairs and not have to be out of breath. Like, this is freaking amazing. It's just seeing those little steps build up that really gives you that higher level of growth. And that's what I was missing in my life is just that one key to help me find that happiness in my life, which was really just that personal growth. All right, so, so let's double down on that. So you had said... You know, some people wouldn't want to read a self-help book out in public. And I just want to just add some more emphasis on that because I feel that holds people back from a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and it can go any any direction. It can go any different direction. It can be like a female going into like a male-dominated industry or vice versa. Like, I'll see some, some men will want to join my classes and I train mostly women. So like they'll come in and be like it doesn't matter who else is in the class with you. If you have goals, let's get you to these goals. But we keep putting these limiting beliefs on ourselves about why we can't do certain things. But then we blame the world why we aren't where we are. You know, mm-hmm. so like back to what you said about self-discovery and discipline. So like I talk about those two a lot also. It's like, what do you want? And do you have enough drive to go get it? It's that simple. Yep. Yep. It's so true. Like that's really what a lot of folks need to tap into. And like, heck, even with life like that, like I think it was a Bruce Lee quote is where it says, don't pray for an easier life. Pray for the strength to get through it. Yeah, because like life is going to be hard for just about everybody. And the levels of it are going to be hard, of course, like with us being brothers, you know, the, the goalpost is already set so far ahead and we got our shoes tied when we're at the start of the mark, as opposed to other folks where they may have an advantage with generational wealth. And it's like, dude, like you, you have to really not only shut up and grind, but you also have to speak up and hustle because really this is where you your stuff, magic is going to happen when you speak up for yourself with your actions as well as your words, because that's something that we all need to do because and that's something i did did for myself after reading a bunch of personal development books self-help books i found this organization called toastmasters that really helped me to develop my craft of public speaking because i can't just always take the baptist preacher style everywhere i go as a speaker that's not gonna (laughs) work you're not gonna say hey oh yeah jesus got up on the third day and he had his sales team (laughs) go out there and fish for men and teach them and then one of his sales team members betrayed him like now nah, you can't really go too far with that route like really just adding humor into the presentations and heck even vocal variety as well which is something that i i still work on to this day try to do it every day because you don't want to be monotone the whole time you don't want to have the whole clear eyes dry eyes the whole ben stein thing going on because folks will pass out and go to sleep here like people already tired man folks talk about staying woke out here that's why they still tired so you gotta make sure it's exciting for people (laughs) so true true. i mean and i do talks in, in schools and so i mean just the one thing i would disagree with is i hate the whole goalpost analogy because 
because no, no it's it, it's cool. You could you could say whatever you want to say. I'm just saying my my own opinion is that I mean, like I have five kids, so it's like I don't I don't raise them to think that you got disadvantages. It's like whatever you want. Going back to what we both said, self-discovery, discipline. You got those two, you can make it happen. You might have to, you know, it might look like this, but it looks like that for, for everyone. And you said that the key phrase was generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So if like regardless of, of what color you are, if you're from a wealthy, stable background, you're going to have a straighter path than someone who's growing up in poverty. And again, regardless of race, because when I talk in schools, in uh, the inner city schools, there's a mixture. I mean, yeah, there may be more people of color there, but there are some some white people and Asian people and Hispanic people who aren't well off either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just tell when I go into those schools, I let them know you have the power to break the cycle. You know what I mean? Like you have the power to break the cycle because the issue is it's generational. Just like you said, it's a generational issue. And someone in that household has to break that cycle. And then once they break the cycle, everything can change. And I go back to, I, now I personally was raised in a rural environment, but my family was born in the inner city in New York City. And then just after a while, my parents moved us out, you know? So it's like my, my dad lived what I preach, you know? He broke the cycle. Hey, my mom just came on. Hi, mom. You know, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like they broke the cycle to give us more opportunities. You know, so I'm actually speaking in a panel at one on on this topic, but so like that's always my stance on that. Woo, that's what I'm talking about, baby. My man still grinding, baby. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's good and, and it's good to have the conversation because, like, this is a topic that not too many people want to have. And I see, yeah. um, Adam. Adam was actually on my show few weeks ago where i'll be comments yeah and so he he actually works to, to help uh, um in his words you know black and brown skinned women have opportunities with dance you know and uh he's he's a white man and and but that's what he dedicated his life to and to me that's absolutely amazing because it shouldn't matter where the where the the help comes from you know where the passion comes from he saw that there was a need he said you know in in the suburban areas, there's dance schools everywhere, but in the urban areas, not so much. So, like, it's his mission is he wants to open up, you know, these dance schools for di- disadvantaged black and brown girls. And I, I, like I said, I just think that's amazing. That's what it also do. Like, keep up the great work, Adam, because, like, folks need it. Like, it's folks, we, we all need outlets too. Like, it, like the thing with, and I think that's probably the thing with hustle culture nowadays and entrepreneurship. It's like, yeah, you're going to be working a lot. You're going to have to make sure you put the hours in, but also keep self-care in mind. Like, hey, make sure you get enough sleep and all the other good stuff and have at least an outlet, someone you can talk to or a way to really take care of your emotion, take care of yourself. Because when you go too far one one way, you could be in for some trouble down the road and that may even lead to probably some psychic or some extra psychic baggage. <laughs> yeah, no, so true. Yeah. Outlet outlet is it, it's key because we're going to use something, mm-hmm. you know, so some people turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, turn to pornography. You know, there's so many, there's so many things that we can do. So when people come to me in the fitness world and it's like, all right, so we're going to back you, back you down on sweets. 
And they're like, oh, but, you know, every day after at whatever time I have, whatever it is. And I said, which is fine. You just have to change what you have. It's like you can keep you can keep that same habit. You just got to change the outlet. You know, like with people with smoking, a lot of me like like I've never smoked, but like I've helped people get through it. And so like sugar free mints, you know, because like they're just used to that motion. So it's like when you feel that take mints or chew gum or something to just replace that habit. So it's along those same lines. Yeah, man, it's kind of like the whole multitasking really be switch tasking. You're really just switch tasking instead yep. of multitasking. Like with habits, you have to switch habits here. It's it because that's really how you develop new habits by getting rid of the old ones. And we're good. And, we're, and we all have habits, too. We just have to make sure we choose which one to consciously replace until it becomes unconscious. Yes. And that's the key. <laughs> you know, to to shift it into the into the subconscious. Like I explained to people, it's like waking up, stretching, going to the bathroom, showering, getting dressed, putting your shoes on. You don't think about any of that stuff. It just mm-hmm. automatically happens. And so just like I, I go with my water everywhere. And so like I don't drink soda, I don't drink juice juices anymore. And and I used to drink all that stuff. Like I wasn't all I mean, I've always been an athlete, but I wasn't always a fitness coach. And so People like it's so hard to drink water. Like it's really not. If you keep it with you and constantly drink, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it really is. is easy. It's like when you first start, yeah, you know, you'll pee your brains out. But then, <laughs> you know, but then after a while, your body adapts to it, and then you can get more on a regular schedule. But like anything, anything is easy. When I started this podcast, I thought it was going to be so much more in depth than it really was. It was just a matter of turning on the camera, get a good microphone, and talk. that's really all it was (laughs) it was like but we just as as humans we just tend to overcomplicate things because we're afraid of failure and we're afraid of judgment yeah man you can say that again it's so darn true heck even the judgment thing it's like oh shoot if i fail man it might be the end of the world oh if i succeed darn it might be the end of the world because i get too big then i'll get all these haters then i'll see all the random social media comments it'll be like oh no no i won't be a flower anymore i'll just be grass (laughs) i love that (laughs) (laughs) all right so from from your your it job when did you make the switch to become an entrepreneur Funny enough, the switch is still like it, it's still a side hustle right now for myself because right now I'm still doing the full time librarianship while okay. doing the side hustle of just basically motivational speaking librarian, to be honest, slash self leadership trainer. Well, let's just go self leadership trainer because the other title that I've kind of retired that title. But really just the main thing is that just keeping both of those things going because I want to keep health insurance. Because even though I'm still young and I'm still taking care of myself, I still don't want to be too stupid at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I like I like to at least have at least a, a, some kind of a backup plan in a way. And really, it's been one heck of an interesting journey because it's still in process. It's still in process because there's going to be a day where I'm good, the, the jump is going to happen. It, it's only... A matter of time, if not probably <laughs> months at this point, mm. because it's getting to that point where it's like, OK, it's like the, I work with great folks during the day and whatnot. It's it's cool and all. But like it, it's it's got to expand. It's definitely got to expand. So I'm, I, I'm basically almost at that leaping point where I just need to expand and grow this thing, because at the end of the day, we can only do so much. There's in one of my presentations, the seven questions that every 
mentor or mentee should ask of themselves is how can I? And I usually leave that part blank because that's a spot for us to fill in. And the follow-up question usually is how can I add more value to more people in less time? And nowadays with this wonderful show that you're doing that you can multi-purpose later, like that's one way of doing it. And heck, even the third question, how can I stay relevant in my field? Like that's keeps just showing up. It's like, Hey, how do I stay relevant? How do I stay on top of mind? Like, do I have to learn clubhouse now? It's like, I got, I do have a clubhouse too. If anyone wants to follow and I can hopefully drop in one of your rooms or whatever, learn and maybe drop in some jewels or whatever, but just what's really your, just say, what's your clubhouse handle? It, it's Dom Brightman. I usually, I usually try to keep the branding easy. Everything is Dom Brightman, Dom Brightman.com, Dom Brightman on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all the good stuff. So I shouldn't be too hard to find. I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm the hardest it may take to find me is if it's like marshmallow hard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go with the one-liners again. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. So when did you first know that, you know what, I think I want to, whether like wh- whatever you did first, whether it was writing, writing the book or, or starting your podcast, like when did you, when did you know, you know what, I think I want to do this. Yeah, it was probably 2015, 2015, because after the accident, everything 2013, I started to do something I do every year called a new year's mantra, where it's usually a one to three word phrase to have a theme for the year. Rebirth was 2013, followed by strength for 2014, where I got into CrossFit and became healthier and then 2015 was the year of continuous improvement aka kaizen for the kaizen fans of the whole toyota way book and i took on a coach that year and even though i was skeptical at first i was like you know what fudge i'll just go for it because he was a couple years older than me he had a book of his own out and i figured hey if he can do this and he's writing the stuff that i'm reading about right now then heck why can't i do it too because sometimes we just need that person out there and sometimes we need to become that person ourselves because that's another thing folks need to realize that there are people that you can reach that i cannot reach there are people that i can reach that other people may not be able to reach and together for the collective whole we'll be able to make this world a better and happier place if we can all seek to reach out and try to at least do at least one good thing a day to not only become better but also one good thing to help somebody else. And really 2015 was that year because through the power of a coach, I was able to see and think a lot bigger. He basically compared my thinking to a small pebble as opposed to a big boulder. Cause he even threw the freaking pebble at the boulder. It's like, Hey, you're thinking that small, my friend, you got to think like a boulder here. And I'm like, wow. Like the, just the visual, it's such a simple visual, but it made a, valid point and we just sometimes need that person to help us think bigger because especially depending on our upbringing depending on our environment like you're gonna think at a certain level and once you expand your thinking you can't go back and once you can't go back in the thinking level it eventually you'll have to show up in your daily actions so the following year after being dared to write a book i finally was able to get it done in a year going north then the follow-up year was able to launch the podcast based off the book's title and made it about interviewing other people and getting their stories out there. Because at the end of the day, this is bigger than me. It's like, yeah, I want my piece of the pie too, 
But hey, like I'm sure there's enough sweet potato pie out there for everybody. So let me just share the wealth here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so true. I mean, people who watch this show, I mean, I've said it multiple times of how this one got started. Like about 10 years ago on Blog Talk Radio, I used to do one called Shut Up and Exercise. And then I have a seven step process that I use for my fitness clients to, to, you know, help them get it in their best shape. So I was like, you know, these principles can really work for any other industry. You know, so I just like switched up the wording a little and tailored it to really any industry, like no matter, no matter what, what it is. And I, I don't even have to know much about the industry. Like I can take someone who owns a nail, a nail salon and I can go in there and help them double their business, you know, just based on these seven principles. And so I was like, all right, I said, so I need a name that can encompass anything. And then in, when I'm in the gym, I'm constantly saying, grind, come on, grind, it's grind time, it's time to go, it's time to grind, get your grind on. I was just constantly saying it throughout class and telling people to just shut up and work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, wow, why aren't I losing weight? I'm like, because you keep telling yourself stupid stories. That's why. Like, shut up and put the work in. Like, that's why. So then Shut Up and Grind was born. So I was like, there it is. And now I and and I love talking to people from the different walks of life, like not just fitness people, mm. you know. So like, no, you're, you're com- coming in with your, your perspective. Cassandra came in with, with her perspective. And and like I'm hearing from all across the spectrum and just like hearing all these stories and more importantly, sharing these stories has been great, great for the audience and for me as well. Heck yeah, I can see that again because it's so true, and it, and I'm pretty sure you've probably realized like, hey, there isn't too much of a huge difference in terms of like the level of pain or struggle that they may have had to deal with. They may have had a different type of struggle, like with ladies, they may have had to deal with crazy men who were kind of like predator types and having mm-hmm. to get away from them and start their own business to other folks who may have had to not only lose weight, but also get rid of those stupid stories. Because it's so true. We do tell ourselves stupid stories a lot, and we have to always <laughs> yeah. make sure we rein those in. Like, <laughs> like yes. you, you, you can tell the stupid story to someone else for laughter later, but don't tell it to yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's like, um, are you familiar with Eric Thomas? Oh, uh, how could I not be? Like the- <laughs> well, You'll be surprised. Some people, some people don't. <laughs> You know, how, how you're affiliated with uh, John Maxwell's group. Like I'm affiliated with ET's group, and uh, uh, yeah, okay. I went through I went through his his speaker boot camp. But in that, just going through that process was where I I, I learned the real power of storytelling because mm. I went through my speech and I thought I rocked it, and then you know the CEO CJ call, calls me the next day and just just broke it down for me. Like I was like, wow, because. I really thought I rocked it. And uh, like, just as a speaker, yeah, I did well, you know, and he gave me props for that. But he's like, but if you want to transform people, he's like, you're not going to transform people speaking the way you speak. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I, I, I took, I took, took the ego. I dropped it <laughs> and I became the sponge. I said, all right, tell me, tell me what I need to do. And, you know, I spent $3,000 for that weekend and it was yeah. worth every every cent. And at first I was afraid to pull the trigger because I really couldn't afford it at all. At the time, then you're talking flight and the hotel, the Mm -hmm. rental car. And then, you know, I had to eat and then the cost of the event itself. And I was like, I can't do this. But 
the pain of staying where I was was more. Mm. You know, and I think that's that's what people don't realize. Like, is it is it the pain of the expense or is it the pain of staying where you are? And I knew I didn't want to stay where I was anymore. Yeah, man, it's so true. And that's really how you turn that pain into power, because that's really where the change happens. Like if you if you really look at it, it's like, OK, this expense, it's going to suck for a while. But it's like if I'm if I'm in debt already, then, well, screw it. Let me just go for it and try to transform my life over weekend as opposed to having a pity party. Twenty five eight when it's twenty four seven. Well, today it's twenty three yeah. seven. <laughs> but <laughs> just focus on the future. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I actually interviewed someone. Well, I, I interviewed a couple people from Australia. And, you know, they're right. sixteen hours ahead of us. So of course I, I had to make a, a Back to the Future reference. <laughs> I was like, it's Friday here, it's Saturday over there. <laughs> you know, so another one of my mini robisms. <laughs> right. Nice. Right, so where do you, so how do you see yourself scaling? Because you said you're still doing doing the, the librarian thing now. Like, what's your what's your end, I don't want to say your end goal, your end game, but like what's your next phase? Like, what does that look like for you? My next phase is basically kicking everything else into high gear. So the podcast itself, it's only Mondays and Thursdays every week. Funny enough, it was originally going to be hump days because I like to make camel jokes. But <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, last year in particular, I basically, I think, because yes, last year was my biggest year ever. Like at, out of everything that was going on, my podcast exploded last year. I was able to have over 100 I think it was 137 guests in total. And on average, it's maybe 30 or 50 less than that. So probably doing that a lot more often because I've been playing with the idea of making that a daily thing. So basically that being a daily thing, as well as doing more speaking, doing more teaching, coaching and training. And of course, another new book out as well. There's going to be a new magical book coming out, hopefully by the end of this year called Bookcast It. For those who want to take their book, make it a podcast, or for those who already have a podcast, turn that into a book. Because usually one of those two things usually happens if like the radio host is like, okay, all right, so I, I need to repurpose something and make make some more money off of this so that way we can keep the lights on here. <laughs> like, like folks have been slacking on the merchandise purchase here. Like, come on, man, you got to shut up and grind with these masks here. Like, you like buy order to shutupandgrind.com and buy masks that says shut up and grind because that way, when you have your mask on, folks won't expect you to talk most of the time. And it's like they'll just <laughs> basically take past interviews, turn it into a book form, and then it'll become a bestseller. And that's really how some things happen. So, that's really the that's the next steps for me, just really to really scale it out and just heck, even taking on a couple of virtual assistants too, because at the end of the day, I, I can't do it all. Like teamwork makes the dream work for a reason. You don't want to dream while you're working too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about collaboration as well. Like from, from doing this, this show, I've gotten other opportunities, you know, like we'll talk in the green room and then people will like, they'll connect me with, with someone else. Like I was in a networking group, and I connected with one person who connected me with someone else. And I spoke at his virtual summit. And then he connected me with someone else. I spoke on their morning show that has a huge following. And it, it just keeps keeps going, keeps going. So your circle, your circle is very, very important. So I want to I go back to Baltimore. Because in the mainstream 
media, you know, Baltimore is seen as a violent city. So how were you able to keep yourself off the streets? Yeah, I basically use my noodle and get more boodle. Yep, that's how I usually keep myself. <laughs> I'm gonna spit my water out. <laughs> that's usually my goal for almost every show. I'm on get the guests, get the host to laugh and spit out his water. <laughs> you, you nearly succeeded. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just basically, but it, it was a joke, but seriously, though, using the noodle, like using my head here, like, do I really want to do something stupid? Like making sure I don't go in certain places. Cause as with, as with every city, there's parts you want to avoid. And then there's parts you want to stay like really just making sure I avoid certain parts of town and making sure that I basically keep the business online. And when I'm out and about, just be self-aware, be vigilant and focus on the big goal, focus on the end game here because that's the thing like you don't want to be out there with short-term thinking because up heck i remember this one interview with this one rap i forgot what it was but um you mentioned how some guys they may have a plan where they may have got disrespected by one guy and they're gonna go out that same weekend to get that guy but they never think it's like all right they go home to the family their friends their girlfriends whatever and be like okay so this is where i had this money that money this is an insurance policy that i have like in case something strange happens here's the passwords to this website where it can access this and all the other stuff and just having a plan in case something stupid happens as opposed to just what most folks do just go out and just try to get revenge just to look tough and look hard like i don't want to yeah. be that guy because one i'm not that guy i'm just the easy going jokes to do who just likes to read books and help others become the best versions of themselves i'm not going to go out and shoot anybody like that that <laughs> that's just not me that's just small-minded thinking and that's basically from a place of desperation. That's another thing too, making sure that you stay away from the place of desperation by choice as much as you can, because like, that's not a place to be because when you're desperate, you you'll do almost just about anything. And it may. And if you have like no self-control, then that can be dangerous for you. So that's another thing that I make sure I do to make sure you don't get into that place. Cause a lot of folks are in that place right now, probably. And it and folks are still recovering like, hey, the second, the third stimulus check passed. But it's like, hey, like, don't do nothing stupid with it. And some folks might be like, ah, this ain't going to cover my rent. (laughs) It just chipped it off. Like, yeah, it's just so much stuff going on. But, yeah, that's how I do it. Just using the using my brain, using the brain up here and just making sure I keep thinking in the right way and doing something good, not stupid. Right. And so. On your website, you talk about bringing happiness to yourself. Like, what's your best practices for doing that? Sure thing. So it's a method that I drop a lot. It's called the RAVE method, R-A-V-E. So the R in RAVE stands for reading great material. And I guess in this case, it's uh, listening to Robert's great material. (laughs) And that's actually the A, audio immersion. Audio immersion is where you soak your mind and your ears with some good stuff that'll help you to be the best version of yourself. Like good music, good podcasts, like Eric Thomas, like he's one of the dudes I sometimes listen to in the morning to get myself pumped up. And heck, even the V visual stimulation, like this is a visual show as well. So making sure that what you put your eyes on is something that will benefit you. And E is for encouragement because we all need it if you're living and breathing. And this all goes back into that brain care, because at the end of the day, your environment's going to determine your outcome. 
because what we listen to is what we become. What we watch is what we eventually become. Some folks like this, like some folks say I have a Southern accent. And even though my parents originally from South Carolina, they don't have Southern accents like the Southern accent that just came from me being a jokester and listening to the Hodge twins for a couple of years when they were growing the YouTube page just for laughs and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those two are a riot. <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So for people going through hard times, it's like, so what's, or let, let's just say you. So, like, when you go through hard times, how do you get yourself through it? Yeah, prayer is one thing. Prayer is one of the major things. Prayer changes things. Prayer always changes things. I'm a spiritual man, Christian all my life, and into the Bible a lot, and usually into inspiration and motivational material, and just really getting through prayer. Like, your and prayers do get answered. They may not be answered at the time that you want it, but. It'll be at the right time. It was a. I'll even tell a good story about prayer because for years, my it was around late nineties, early two thousands, when my father had this bad acid reflux problem, and he had this bad problem where he couldn't even eat food at all. Like sometimes he would have to throw up the food afterwards, mm. and some days he wouldn't eat. So for years, myself, my family, we prayed for him to be healed of this darn affliction here, and that was around a good three years or so and then on my i think it was my 14th or 15th birthday we went out to a restaurant to eat and my dad revealed to us that he's actually been eating food for the past few days without having to throw it up and he's been eating great today on that day and he's actually been able to enjoy his food and we realized wow like we've been praying years for this and it finally happened and we all had a hallelujah moment. And we didn't, it, it, don't worry, it wasn't excessive. We didn't get kicked out the restaurant. It, 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 it wasn't that far of a hallelujah moment. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we didn't stop the devil out that day with what we did with prayer. But we didn't like stop the devil out of the chair that day. And just really just that moment was just a reminder like, hey, stuff like that. Like you may feel like things may not be getting through, but they are getting through like folks who may be in business right that right now using social media or whatever like the people are watching you people are watching you they it may not be rolex but people are watching you and they may not like your post they may not share your post but they're watching you because sometimes folks will be out there heck even another thing i do is that i keep a victory log because one of my guests uh sam Liebowitz from last year on the going north podcast he mentioned how one of the things he likes to do with his coaching clients is have them create a victory log, things of all the victories that they had for the day. Like mm -hmm. you woke up today, that's a victory. Stayed COVID free, that's a victory. If you're into vaccines, you got the vaccine for protection purposes, that's a victory. You was able to secure a new client for business, that's a victory. You sold a book today, that's a victory. I got on Rob's show today, that's a victory for me. Like just writing those victories down, going back to them. And then after a while, when you go back a few days and you look over it, you realize you have this journal of proof, this journal of success. And that's really what it's really all about. Just document your victories, because that's really how a lot of content creators are doing it nowadays, is that they're documenting their journey, their stories. Like my man Rob's a storytelling coach here. Like he's all about helping folks tell the stories like you yourself collect your stories 
collect your stories, share them with yourself. And then one day you may just share them with the world. So that's just a few things I do to really just get out of a rut, just thinking about past victories, because that's really what our mind is for. Two main functions, the pre-play and the replay. Pre-playing, basically visualization, visualizing a good future for yourself, you at your best, and replaying those past victories after they happened. Yeah, I want to double down on that as well, because... In my in my experiences, a lot of people have a very hard time with the victories, a mm-hmm. very hard time. And then I go back to being in Eric Thomas's program. I, I struggled with it, too. This was back in 2017. You know, we had to write down 15 things that we're proud of. And so, you know, I did I did the first the first few. And then I was like, hmm, 15, huh? And. And like I had to really, I think it took me three days to do it. <laughs> you know, it took me three days to do it. You know, and then fifteen things that you're not so proud of, and then mm. that was that was easy because you know we, we, we <laughs> yep. remember all the things we screw up. So it's like, oh, I did this, I did this. You know, so that was easy. But I'm like, fifteen things I'm proud of, because when you do things throughout the course of a day, it's it's just part of your day, and you don't even realize the power in it. So once I started helping people craft their own stories, like once I was able to craft mine, and and that's why I even do the podcast this way. Like I don't have people send me talking points and all that other stuff because nine times out of ten, the talking points are boring, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like they're boring, and and I just want to build an organic conversation, you know. So like I want to ask you questions based off the stuff you're already telling me, and then we can expand the story from 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 there, like. To, to mention Adan, when I had him on, he's he's the founder of Restoration 911, the, the franchise. And I didn't even know that when I booked him on the show. I had no idea. And so as we're building his story, you know, he, he kept just glossing over details. Like he was a soldier in the Israeli army, <laughs> you know? So I was like, uh, okay, let's, let's expand on that. You know, like, what was that like? You know, being surrounded by Muslim countries that have tensions with Israel, like that's, that's uh relevant <laughs> you know it's a relevant mm-hmm. part of your backstory and then he came here to the u.s with a thousand dollars in a dream so i had to ask him i'm like you know we hear race race is a, is a big topic and white supremacy and all this stuff i'm like you came here with a thousand dollars and you built a multi-million dollar franchise like what kind of racial roadblocks did you have and he's like none he's like i wasn't focused on that he's like i was focused on cleaning cleaning these carpets and cleaning these carpets and you know expanding his reach expanding his business is he's like he's like if if people were hating on me i didn't notice (laughs) (laughs) there you go you know so it's like that was a very relevant part of the story and so like as i meet with everyone like that was why like i asked you about being in baltimore and staying off the streets because you know, Baltimore's consistently in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the country. You know, so like I, I wanted to, to hi- highlight that. Like, how did you manage to do it? Because it's possible because people think if you if you're black and you live in the, in the city, you must be in the hood. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, you know, is, so like yeah. I wanted to highlight that part of your journey. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like, hey, just making sure you keep your head on straight and keep your nose to the grindstone. And just focus on doing something good, something right. Like you'll 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 be fine most of the time. So that's really what it's all about. Like 
like the guy just mentioned it he, he didn't pay attention to it he's too busy working and that's the thing like so, and that's probably the major thing too it's like sometimes you just have to make sure you keep you have some deep focus focus on what matters keep the main thing the main thing yeah like if you see someone with like big poofy red hair regardless of race it's gonna attract your attention do oh, you yeah. think do you think that person with the big poofy red hair cares <laughs> you think they care what you think <laughs> like they don't <laughs> they absolutely don't like i was up in vermont and you know vermont's not a very diverse state but i love I-, I love it there i love the mountains and so i'm i'm in this i'm in this little market and i see this younger white kid he keeps like glancing over in my direction and i don't think Two, two, two words about that stuff. I say, I'm coming in here to get some ground beef, you know, to get whatever. I go and get my stuff. I leave. That's all I care about. But but so he starts walking towards me and he's and, <laughs> like, I didn't have a basket or anything. So he's like, excuse me, sir. Would you would, would you like a basket? Know what I mean? So if I just would have pre, pre had a preconceived notion of why he kept looking at me, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, oh, this guy's looking at me. I'm the only black person in here. And but, but like you know, come to find out, you let it play out, and he was coming to help me because he noticed I kept stacking stuff on my arm, and so uh, he comes over and he's like, you know, would you like a basket? See, so I, I just think so many times with that, we're too quick to prejudge what that person's thought process is. You know, like another another case in point, I saw um two two women walking holding hands, and I glanced over, kind of like, wow, that's cute. You know, just. The, their dynamic together it was just cute but one of the women saw me looking kind of like flashed a look at me like i was judging them i was like but in my mind i was like oh they look cute together <laughs> you know so i think a lot a lot of times we're we're putting that thought into our head unnecessarily like without really knowing what's going through that person's mind yeah sometimes you probably don't want to know what's going through the person's mind it might be nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, true. I mean, like, when it's, it's natural for people to just look around. Like, we're, we're curious creatures, you know? So if I'm walking and I see a group of group of white kids, I happen to glance over. I'm not looking at them because they're white. I'm looking at them because someone's there. Exactly. <laughs> it's <Okay>. a group. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that's... And that's not to say that racism does doesn't exist. It definitely does. I just I just personally don't think it's as widespread as the media blows it out to be. You know, I mean, I've been black for forty six years. I haven't <laughs> I haven't been stopped by a white person ever. You know, in in, in achieving something I want to achieve. So, to me, to me, I just don't see it as big of a deal as it's blown out to be. But that's just me. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Right. Making yourself a magnet for good. Exactly. All right, Dom, break it down for us. We got a few minutes left. So give our give our, our audience some final thoughts here. Ah, sure thing. So final thoughts. So thank you, Rob, again for the invitation. Uh, have fun with you, my man. Keep doing some awesome work and doing some awesome work, my friend. And for those who are listening and made it this far, keep going listen to some of Rob's past stuff if you haven't already and listen to all of his future stuff because it's going to be great. And just for me personally, like you can do it no matter where you are in life, you can do it like with myself being real and admitting that I still have a full time job with the business. Like that's something folks need to realize, like not everybody is full time entrepreneur shining on social media like, hey, this they're just curated feeds here. You may see the success on the social media, but that's just what people want you to see. That's what they want you to see. And if you want to be 
must see TV. Make sure your own life is must see TV with yourself, making sure you deal with that inner work within yourself. There's going to be days you're going to be feeling bad. I still feel bad days of my life. I'm still human. I may have a smile. I may still laugh through it, but I am human. I'm human. You're human. And we can all get through this together and be better together. So seek to be the best version of yourself. And as always, advance others to advance yourself. Absolutely. Love it. Great way to uh, to sign off there. Well, Dom, thank you very much for taking time to share your stories and your experience with us. Much appreciated. Woohoo! Yes, indeed. Hashtag <laughs> gratitude, baby. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Don't don't sign out. All right. So thank you very much. And I'll see you in a couple minutes. All right. So that was Dom Brightman joining us. You see his website up here on the screen. So again, you know, the premise of every show is all about you, right? Right. We do this for you. I don't do it to hear myself talk. Dom doesn't do it to hear himself talk. And no other podcaster does it to hear themselves talk. We do it for you because we want you to become the, the best version of yourself. And the best way to start with that is the story of you. It's like, what do you want? Not even so much what do you want people to know about you? What are you holding on to that has the power to change someone's life? That's what it is. Like, as I mentioned about, about Cass the other day, uh, Friday, you know, her story, like, literally kept a woman from committing suicide. Like, that's that's the power that you have inside of you. And I've heard people tell tell me, you know, you gave me the courage to get out of that relationship. You gave me the courage to switch into my my career choice that I wanted coming out of college and or you gave me you know the the push to run a full marathon like it doesn't matter what the end game is your stories have the power to make other people move to action and so that's the that's the takeaway that I want you guys to get from this is that you are way more powerful than you think you are you have way, way more to offer the world than you think you do so the first step is to get in touch with your personal story. And so if you want help with that, reach out to me. You know I have a free group. Speak about yourself out loud. Okay, it's right here on Facebook. Join that group. I'll help you pull your power out of you. And then once it's out of you, I'll show you what to do with it. Because there's so many different things you can do. As Dom stated, everyone has, has a book in them. And I'm going to be getting mine out here soon. But... Everyone has a story in them. Everyone has power in them. You can do blogs. You can you can help other people. You can do empowerment groups. You can teach people how to how to just get through things that you've gotten through. There's so many different things that you can do. So if you're comfortable where you are, then stay there. If you're not and you're ready to make a move, you know, Dom said it earlier too. He got himself a mentor. I got myself a mentor. And now we can be mentors for you as well. All right. So just remember, you don't have to stay where you are if you don't want to be. All right. So with that, signing off for episode 60, thanking Dom again for taking time to join us. And we'll see you guys on, what am I back next? On Tuesday. All right. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. 
to book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.